Hello and welcome to another episode of the Raw Podcast. Thanks for everyone's feedback. It's just been fantastic. A lot of Richmond supporters are saying it just brings back so many memories. And also a lot of people are saying that they're learning so much about the history of the club and the people at the club and the ground. So that's fantastic. And it's very important to digitise these interviews because, well, they're on audio cassette tapes and they're 15 years old and they're slowly giving up the ghost. So I've got to try and digitise them as quickly as possible. So bear with me if the audio quality occasionally drops out or so. Um, that's just obviously the how old the uh, audio tape is. Well, this episode's podcast is about a Richmond immortal. He was named centre-half forward in the Australian Football League Team of the Century. He is Royce Hart. Royce, thank you very much for your time. That's okay. Um, I just want to jump to 1967, if I may. Such an extraordinary year for you. What is your memory first of the actual grand final itself, either the lead-up to it or the match or even just the post-match memories of the 67 grand final? Oh, just being so many people around. Although, I reckon uh, a real big thing for me in particular was winning the uh, 66 seconds final because we played in front of 100,000 people at the end of the game and uh, that was a good preparation for it, I suppose. You kicked the goal on the side, didn't you? Kicked the last goal, yes. I remember I was speaking to Blair Campbell and he was saying that he was near you when when the ball came into the half-forward forward forward line and that you took the mark and Blair thought for a moment that maybe he should go for the mark. <laughs> Did he? But then he turned and he saw it was you, and he thought, "No, nah, you're a more reliable mark than him." Yeah, because I can remember Barry T coming up to me at that, at that stage, and it was probably about fifty or sixty metres out, and he said, "We're a point down for Christ's sake, kick a point." So I kicked a torpedo punt and went straight through the middle. Yeah, that's extraordinary. Did you um? Did you take the, uh, the was it a, a pack mark that you took, or was it a leading? No, no, it was just the, the ball came in quickly as our style of play demanded at that particular time. Yeah. So I just ran out and uh, marked it. Now, did the siren actually go then and there, or a no, few moments later? No, went about 30 seconds after the bounce back in the centre. Yeah. I'm interested to know, did you watch the, the seniors' grand final after that? Uh, yes, I did, yeah. So you, you went just to the stands just to watch that? With just to watch that, yeah. We had reserve seats in the southern stand. So that was a nice precursor to 67, so that gave you a chance to play in front of such a huge crowd. Yeah, that's right. We played two finals games and, uh, you know, the big crowds there, and I suppose that was a good preparation for the next year. And so with 67 itself, correct me if I'm wrong, did you kick the first goal of the grand final? Yes. Oh, I got the first goal of the Richmond, grand final. Richmond's first goal, I did, yeah. Well. I, I think uh, it was um, John Ronaldson who had kicked the goal. That's right. And I know, thought he was a pretty... Uh, Unreliable kick. It went off the side of his boot, and I ran out and marked it on my chest. Now, how much was that for? Was that a great confidence builder for you to get that first goal, or were you already a confident person going into that premiership? Into that well, I played my first finals game I think, against Carlton two weeks prior, and uh, yeah. kicked six goals on where we soft. That's the first finals game. Do you remember the lead up to the? To the grand final. Anything previous to the match, like a Tommy Hakey speech or anything in the rooms, how you were feeling? Yeah, we had Percy Surity came and gave us a talk. Right, okay. And uh, he uh, was uh, well renowned as a coach mm. and uh, he explained the importance of us and uh, uh, he sort of, in his own particular way, yeah. got a fair message across what it's like to win. Right. So it was, a, it was a, did it motivate you that speech? 
Or yeah, I suppose, well, it's a bit of a blur about it, but I just remember being there and giving a talk. Yeah. And um, I suppose Tommy had laid the foundations, you know, in the weeks prior. Okay. But that just sort of kept, kept it off. Did you get nervous before a premiership match? No, no, it didn't worry me that much. I used to um, have the opinion that uh, the players would go across to the, we'd have the breakfast at the pub break, we'd go across the uh, MCG and yeah. players would sort of say, oh gee, what if I make a fool of myself in front of 100,000 people? I used to think the other way, if you thought you could play footy okay, mm. um, they could see how well you could play. Mm. That was a good stage to uh, perform on. Is there two or three specific memories you can remember from the game, from your own observations, that you look back on now? I think the first goal, as you said, yeah. one, um, uh, the mark in the last quarter, talk about the 20-minute mark of the last quarter over Peter Walker, yeah. which has been played heaps of times before. It, it, it came out from the back line about oh, a minute prior to that, and Peter Walker, I think, got control of the ball and it went down to the other end of the ground. Right. And then we got it up and kicked a point and... Uh, came back and I didn't want to go down the other end of the ground because it was so close at that particular time mm. and then I could, couldn't uh, mark the ball because it was going over my head. Peter Walker was next door so I jumped on him and mm. ended up thinking. It was extraordinary because from my memory of the, of the footage you didn't take many steps to do that mark did you? No. Like no. just only one or two and, and, and you leapt onto Peter. I think what happened, happened with that is that um, I used to uh, I jump at school down here, and I had a record um, under 12, under 14 or something. I'd lasted for about 30 or 40 years, mm. and I used to practice high jumping a lot, mm. and I reckon that did help. Okay. Was it the best mark you ever took? Uh, it was the most publicised mark I ever took. <laughs> I don't know if it was the best one, but at that time of the game, yep. I suppose it was important to the side. Yep. Did, you, uh, did you remember what you did with the kick? I just got up and kicked it down to Paddy Ganone who dropped the ball. Yeah. Dropped the mark in the goal square. All that effort. <laughs> so we've got the, we won the game. So we've got the first goal, the famous mark. Anything else that you recall viewing from, from your time there in that game? Whether it was someone else's play or something that you just noticed that sticks in your memory? Well, one thing I do remember, it was about 28 degrees. Yeah. And the ground was rock hard. Yeah. Like the the set of wickets and the practice wickets at the MCG at that time were just like concrete and yeah. from half time on had blisters on my feet. Did you really? And I thought that's pretty strange for playing footy. Goodness gracious. It didn't affect you at all? In the, the last time? No, you know? no, no, no. They were only mine, but they were yeah. blisters. But the, uh, the ground, I couldn't believe how hard it was in the centre of the practice wickets. Yeah. The, um, when the sign went, did you recall the reaction initially or where you were when the sign went? Well, no, I can't recall that, but I can remember um, that uh, none of us had played in a, a final before that year. Mm. Not one of the Even the senior players like Paddy Gadeen and Roger Dean, they never, they never played in the final. Yeah. And I remember thinking, and, and probably reading in the lead-up that the biggest doubt about Richmond that had no finals experience. I see, yeah. We didn't even have one player. There is no finals experience. Yeah, not even a semi-final. Yeah. And yeah, that, that, that theory is sort of bandied around a bit now that uh, they'll be in good stead if they've got 
because I've got finals experience, but it didn't work that way for us. The celebrations, do you recall where you went? I went down to St Kilda Road to a, some place, but I can't remember <laughs> what the name of the place was. Were you, were you one of the people who were given, who, who put Tommy on his shoulders for the lap of honour? No, I don't think so. Not that think so. No. I, you, I was going to say, how exhausted were you at the end of the game after after that thing? Oh, really tired, really yeah. tired. Because as I said, with the conditions yeah. on that particular day, it was just like a, a summer's day and uh, mm. it was really exhausted. But then we moved to 1969 where you had the extraordinary year where you didn't actually train with Richard at all. Is that correct? That's right. In any capacity? Well, I might have had one or two training sessions when we were on leave, but I was in the Army in, um, in Sydney yeah. and I trained with a bloke up there who was in the Army with me, John Scarlett, Matthew's father. Okay. And, we, and we used to fly backwards and forwards from Sydney yeah. to um, Melbourne. And all we did was have a couple of kicks for half an hour in the park uh, near the army barracks. This is that was the two extent of the training. That was your training in Sydney? That was the training in Sydney. Kick with Matthew over with John Scarlett. Do you remember um, what a typical week for you was in 69? Like you, how you navigated between Sydney and Melbourne? Do you recall what each day would... No, well, I was only there for about the first three or four weeks right. season. Yeah. Then I got transferred to Adelaide. I see. Right. And uh, I uh, was in Woodside, which is about uh, 60 k's out of Adelaide in the hills. Yep. And I used to come down to Renewal under, uh, and train uh, under Neil Curley. Right. And uh, that was one, one uh, night a week. So what day would you come across to, to Richmond? Friday night. So you'd come in You'd go back Sunday night. You'd touch down on Friday night? Yep. And would you go to the club to train then, or was... No, 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 no. Just go and play. I ended up winning the best of Ferris that year. <laughs> and uh, we won the grand final. When you touched down on the Friday night, where'd you stay in Melbourne then? I was just at um, my wife's place, or my girlfriend's place at that time. Yep. And then on the Saturday, you'd go to the game, just drive yourself yep. to the game? Yep. Play the game, and then would you head straight back? No, I... Went back on Sunday afternoon. Right. Did you have a chance to mingle with the players after the game then? Even um, though... Yeah, yeah it was Saturday night was fine. Right, OK. Yeah. So I didn't go back to Sunday. And then in 69, the premiership itself, what are some of the two or three memories that stick out for you in that game? Oh, probably the, the preparation to get there. You know, I sort of... Myself in particular, uh, yeah. with, with the training and... Uh, I didn't do any of the organised training drills at Richmond, but uh, also the fact that I think we had to win, you probably had to be able to uh, confirm this, we had to win our last six games to even get into the four. Every, every game was a sudden death for Richmond. Yeah, the then we played Carlton at Princess Park, I think, and Billy Barrett kicked six goals in the final roster game. That's the one, that's exactly right. Is that right? That's ex- yeah, you're spot on, yeah. Every game was like a sudden death game. Yes, and then we played Geelong in the, in the first semi-final. Yeah. And uh, I think we kicked a record as well. We kicked a one won by about a hundred points, mm. and uh, that was probably the game that decided that we were good enough to win the premiership. Yeah, yeah. And then in the long, we were pretty fair side at that time, weren't they? Yeah. And how about the grand final itself? Do you have a memory of that, of even of your performance? Yeah, I think I struggled a bit in, in that yeah. game. Yeah. Did you talk about no, no, well, I, I had problems with, uh, this might sound strange, no. but uh, um, 
army boots. We had to march on in army boots, right, with heels on them. Yeah. And I'd come across here, uh, again, come across to Melbourne, and we'd um, put these football boots on with no heels. Right. And it dropped down. I've got chin soreness really badly through the whole year. Yeah. And I've got um, that. I was under contract to Adidas, and I've got them to put a heel in the uh, football boot. Yeah. I don't think they've all got them now. Yeah. But I was dropping away from that, and uh, I had problems with uh, the shins all through the year. Because of the army boots? the army boots with heels on, then dropping away and playing footy with, with no heels. It's a story. Now that, that might have been yeah. one of the reasons why they started to put heels in the boots. Yeah. Was it, was it hard to fit into the Richmond game plan when you weren't training there at all, or was it easier just to slip in each week? No, it was pretty easy because we were pretty basic with our game plan. And one, thing, one, one thing about our, our game plan, it was always, we always had confidence that it was uh, built for big games on the MCG, yeah. the style of play, yeah. and I think that was the reason why we won four premierships in ten years. You can probably um, clarify this for me, was, was the game plan ever kick the ball to Rice and get out of his way? <laughs> I think Kevin made that up. Yeah, it's <laughs> now become almost a story in itself, which <laughs> Tommy goes along with. <laughs> in 73 you were captain, correct? That's right. But in the preliminary final you only came on at half time, is that right? Yes, that's right. Why yeah. was that? Well, the doctor said that uh, I had a foot man. I didn't try, train for the last uh, well, four or five weeks before the final. I was in the gym. Right. And he said to build up muscles. I had a torn cartilage and I built it up so I could play in the finals. Yeah. And the doctor said uh, with the preliminary final against Collingwood that uh, we should sit in the bench and... Uh, See how it goes. Mm. Half time comes, we're about six or seven goals down. Mm. And we go into the room, there was Graham and Tommy and myself, mm. Graham Richmond. And uh, Graham said to Tommy, he said, uh, You'd better bring Royce on. Tommy said, Well, if, if uh, you bring him on now, you won't have him for the grand final. And Graham said, We won't get to the fucking grand final. <laughs> if he doesn't come on, I came on and got a couple of kicks and we won the game. Personally, how do you think you played in that last time, after all the, the injury that you had? Oh, I've got a few kicks, but I've, I've kicked a couple of goals which were important. Yeah. And I think that uh, restored a bit of confidence. Yeah. What was what, what was the maximum distance you could kick? Oh, I suppose... I've kicked from inside the square, yeah. goals. Yeah. I find it really hard to understand why players today, they say... Well, they can't kick 50 metres. Yeah. 50 metres, well, that's like no function because our game was built on that. Right. And that all came about, I reckon, from when we were kids. We didn't have more than one or two footballs. Yeah. And we'd get out at lunchtime and, and before school and after school and before training yeah. and just have kick to kick. you get the ball and kick the guts out of it. Yes, as far yeah. as you can. As far as you can. And I think some of the longer kicks in those days would be 10 or 15 metres further than what they can do today because they don't practice that. Mm, mm. That's for a point, actually. 73, you're a captain. Your memory of the actual premiership itself must stick in your mind being the captain. Well, I was captain in 72 when we got beaten by Carlton and they kicked a record score and that was probably the biggest disappointment yeah. about that particular period. Yeah. But um, I think the players were, were that desperate to try and redeem themselves from the previous year. Yeah. And 
You know, I thought I wouldn't want a record uh, being captain of the side and getting in the grand final and losing two in a row. No, no. And we're all pretty determined from that point of view. And how did you play in that semi-final premiership? Uh, played reasonably well. Yeah. You know, about 25 positions or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, over, well, over 20. Yeah. And uh, any, any memories about collecting the cup or the trophy at the end of the, end of the game? Uh, yeah, I think I got it off Sir Rowan Delicum, who was the uh, patron of Richmond at the time. Yeah. And we had to go up in the uh, up in the stand, in the cricket stand. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just walk up through the crowd. Well, there's no big dice or anything like that. Yeah. That, that explains the footage then, because you actually come down through the crowd, I think. Yeah, yeah, we walked up through the members in the old cricket stand. Well, just through the crowd? And he was sitting up there, and he was sitting up there, and he just gave us the cup. It's extraordinary. And, and then he just walked back through the crowd. Walk back through the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That's extraordinary. And then it gets us to 74. Um, I think he kicked three goals in 74 yep. as, as captain. How, how was your performance in that game as captain compared to, let's say, the previous? I think I played better in that game than what I did the 73. Right. Do you have a particular, any other memories from the 74 grand final itself that you recall? Uh, I, know it's, I know we're going back a bit. I can remember after, oh, that, that actual fact after all the games being really tired, yeah. but I, we were going back over to Punt Road for a drink after the game, and I was that stuffed, I couldn't be bothered acting around the MCG, and I went across and went in the committee room, and here was Jim O'Hearn, who was the VRC chief steward, right. a fanatical Richmond supporter, yeah. he'd come down to to celebrate the, the win, I sat down for about a half an hour here before anyone else got back, and we were just talking about the game. What a great memory. At least it's died. Yeah. Um, I've only got three other questions, and I'll be very quick. I don't have too much of I had a chat to Ian Stewart a few months ago, and he oh. said, a memory he has of you is that whenever you took a mark, you always seemed to be coming quite late to a contest. Did you think that? Well, it was by design. Okay. The, fact, the fact is that I was short for a key position player. Mm. Now, I'd always drop a ruckman back, a centre-half back, mm. and... I'd be more often than not shorter than my direct opponent, so I, I used to stand off, basically on the things, the high jump, and I'd run and let them judge where the ball was going and jump in front of it. Goodness. With a high jump, you don't stand at the bar and jump over. No, you, you go back and you run in and you jump, you jump high. So if they judge, I could jump a bit high through going across the front, yeah. and that was the way to do it. You were a very strong mark. Do you actually remember what maybe your weakness was as a player? Did you have any weaknesses? Oh, probably on the non-preferred side. Oh, the right foot. But we didn't concentrate on that in those days because Tommy used to, when possible, kick with your preferred side. Yeah, yeah. And he used to go crook if we kicked with the uh, non-preferred side when we had an option. So right. we didn't practice that that much. Right, but when obviously when it was used, it wasn't all, obviously the strongest component. No. Anything else other than your right side of your, of your, of your body? Was there any other weakness in Roy's heart? <laughs> up to other people to judge that, not <laughs> If there was, I wouldn't tell you. That's a fair point. Um, second last question. Do you recall the Windy Hill Brawl? I certainly do. I, I, I haven't really read many memories of Roy's heart's memory of the Windy Hill Brawl. What, what, what's the I've got the best memory of all for you. I took Mel Brown to the football. You took him to the football? Yep. I picked him up and took him out to Windy Hill. The match. On the way out in the car, yeah. he said to me, he said to me, where's a good place to have a blue on the screen? I said, not in 
voll auf der Richtung stehen, Digga. Oh, geil, nee. Do you remember any conversations you had with him at that stage? Or? 
you remember, what was your initial thoughts of him? Was he, a, was he what you expected? Because you probably heard so much about him. Yeah, I had done. Um, I think one story with Jack, which is quite interesting, he used to drive this little Holden Corona. He rolled it. He wasn't the best of drivers, Jack. And uh, he put a big dent in the roof. And there's a panel beater down the road called Noel Stevens, I think. And he said it cost him two or three hundred dollars to take the dent out. He said it's a cheaper way of do it, doing it. And he said, yeah, we can put some putty type stuff in it and put some canvas over the top. And Jack said, I'll take that option. So he's got this old Tirana with a big dent in the roof filled up with putty and, and uh, covered by canvas. champion of the game he is. Now just a reminder, if you're listening to this podcast through iTunes, please, if you could give the rating to the podcast, I think you click on the stars, obviously give it five stars, why not? The more stars, the better, and the more publicity it receives on iTunes, and the more that Richmond supporters and um, lovers of football history learn about our great club. Thank you for following the podcast, there'll be more episodes. I'm Rhett Bartlett, good thanks.